I'm an East Coast baby, all my ladies, so what who cares to make you go brazy? Hello, Sage. Hi, Kaylee. What's up? Well, I just had to do my best just now with the intro, so I'm kind of exerted all my energy for the day. Well, we got a whole episode to go, so here we go. It up, Buttercup. All right. Well, as always, send us your stories. We, you have a little story you want to tell us this week, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I got in a car accident last week. After she just got the car. After I got my grandmother's car. It's not my fault. It just happened, and it is really bad, but it's going to be okay. And holy shit, it's been a crazy week. I have a rental. Oh, you guys should see this thing. <laughs> it is a real treat. It's a real treat. It is a race car. It's a Dodge Challenger. I have the pick between a Nissan Altima and a Dodge Challenger. And I said, you know what? I just crashed my grandmother's car that it took me two months to get. I'm a, I think I want a race car just to make me feel better. Yeah, why not? I'm so embarrassed of it. <laughs> it's white. It has fucking Florida plates. I mean, it looks plates. nice, but it's definitely not your type of car. Florida plates. <laughs> mind you so I've been tooling around in that looking like a douchebag for about a week now um I'm kind of owning it I'm like sort of like yeah this is it so yeah I crashed my car and it was really shitty and it was crazy and I have a story at some point to go off of it that is dream related so speaking of dreams have you ever dreamed something then it happens the next you know in the future we want to hear about it or have you ever had a crazy dream that somehow is worth listening to okay send us your stories your dream stories. Because then I can tell you the dream that a friend of mine had 12 hours before my accident. Yeah, you know where to send them. So whatwhocarespod at gmail.com. DM us, text us, whatever you want. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, I don't have any stories. I'm alive. This week. I'm alive. Yeah, that's all that matters. All right. So do you want to do our fucked up facts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love mine this week. Okay. Do you want to go to first me. or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, I will. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you ever heard of boanthropy? Bo- what? No. Boanthropy is a psychological disorder in which a human believes themselves to be a cow or an ox. What? Mm-hmm. I've never heard. I've never heard of that. That there's so no TLC show about it either. Okay, no, there is no TLC. It's something about the Book of Daniel. There's like somebody in there that I, you know we don't need to get the Book of Daniel, but that's where it stemmed from. He believed he was an oxen, but yes. it says it still does occur today when a person is in a delusional state and believes that they are an ox or cow and attempts to live and behave just like they would, like eating grass or licking some salt lickers. That's kind of fucked up. That's a fucked mm-hmm. up fact right mm-hmm. there. All right, well, mine is mine is very lighthearted and cute. Okay. Okay. For those who don't know, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my cat, Oakley. If you don't know who Oakley is, she's my orange little pussy cat. She's fat as shit, and I love her. Anyways, <laughs> the mayor of the Alaskan town, Takitna, is called Stubbs and has been mayor of the town since July 1997. Stubbs is a cat. Kaylee, the look on your face tells me you had this one written down. I didn't have that one written down. But did you hear about another animal that just recently became mayor in uh, a town in Kentucky? No. Oh, oh, of course. Probably a goat. What's going on? Oh, God. What is it? So apparently they do this like every year. Is it a fucking octopus, Kay? His name is Wilbur. It's a piggy. He is a six-month-old 
French bulldog. No way. And he looks just like Archie. He was named the mayor of Rabbit Hash in Boone County, Kentucky. The, the tiny town is home to fewer than 500 people. Oh, my God. The town has never had a human mayor, but each election cycle, people from around the world cast their votes to elect a canine one. Oh, my God. It's mostly just fun and a distraction from the tension of human politics, but each voter pays $1 per vote and oh. proceeds go to the Rabbit Hash Historical Society. Yeah, Archie's cheering bulldog. for yeah. it. Hey, I know a dog named Wilbur. It's Ryan's brother's dog, the Red Lab Wilbur. So I love that. We'll have to put a picture of Archie's him up. Archie's cheering. He knows. Yeah, Did Archie, you your buddy Wilbur. It's pick your poison time. All right, let's see. I... Okay, would you like to go first, or do you want me to? I would like to go first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, Would you rather stick your hand in a bucket of medical waste or... <laughs> stick your hand. Ugh. Medical waste, what would that consist of? Needles. Okay, well, anyways, let me go Gauze, with mine. Bloody goo. Okay, are you ready for mine? Yeah. Or swallow a used condom you found on the sidewalk. <sighs> diseases on all ends. Um, I, I think I would do the medical ways to stick my hand in and out. Like swallow a used condom if someone else's semen, you don't know who that is, on a dirty sidewalk. Yeah, I'll stick it in the medical bucket, which is disgusting, but still. I think I might choke on the condom. Okay, you do that. Um, But I don't want HIV. <laughs> You don't know what's in that condom. I mean, the medical waste bucket. What is the worst that's going to happen on two scenarios? That one, I'm going to get it some kind of STD, but I could take my chances. But then it could get stuck in your intestines. How, like... My intestines? <laughs> your intestines. If it got stuck inside your stomach, like, how would you digest it? You'd have to shit it out. I'm getting a little nervous right now. I really don't know. And I don't want people to judge me for what I might pick. It's a judgment-free zone here. We're more judge-free than I think uh, Planet Fitness. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Lunk alarm. Uh, I'm going to swallow a used condom. Okay, you do it. I'm sorry. I, I have to go with that instead of getting HIV and living with it for the rest of my life. Shit yeah, out but the if condom you stick your hand in there, I don't have any cuts on my hand. You stick your hand in there. It doesn't matter. You get pricked with the needle. You get fucking you HIV. You get HIV Ebola. by the semen that's going inside your body. Oh, that's a... That is tricky then. That changes the narrative. Okay, so how long am I sticking my hand in the bucket? I don't know. It's your card. I'm not, going like, I'm not going like this. this stick is your hand in a bucket of medical swirl waste. Swirl your hand around. I was just thinking you stick it in and stick it out. You're getting like pricked no matter what. You, no, you know, not slow. It's fast. It's aggressive. Well, medical waste. Is it trash or is it like guts? Medical waste is like needles. It's like that like radioactive box on the wall. The little red box or yellow. There's fucking puke bags in there. There's fucking HIV needles. There's fucking bola, whatnot. I'm I'm swallowing the used condom. I'm taking my I'm taking my risk. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. Ball it up. I'm gonna stick with mine. Okay. But I, I that is that I, was the I, best I had to, I had to rethink about it. Yeah, because after I I thought shit. I was like thinking. I, medical waste I was thinking like human body parts oh just sticking my hand in some blood and pulling it oh, out no, this is like yeah that's a different see see what happens okay, we were so thinking we're differently gonna, both times we're gonna make a poll of this we're gonna make a poll of this and find out next week what or this week later this week what people wanted should we put do. it on right now let's do it right now 
um, shout out to all the first responders and nurses and people in like the medical field because holy shit. Yeah, definitely. You should win time person of the year. That's who I voted for is the healthcare workers. Seriously, I don't mm-hmm. think I could do it. I couldn't. I work with bodily functions. You do every yeah. day, but I don't think I could do it to that level and extreme. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, so this week we're doing bizarre Hollywood murdery, right? It's like murders. Yeah. Murders. Famous Hollywood strange murders that you might not have even known about. I knew about three out of four. One of yours I don't know about. Oh, really? No. The Jerry Springer one? Yep. So I I think I'm going to go first, okay? Go ahead. All right. Judith Eva Barcy, born June 6, 1978, died on July 25th, 1988. She was only 10 years old. She was an American child actress of the 1980s. She began her career in television, making appearances in commercials and television series, as well as the films Jaws, The Revenge, The Lamb Before Time, and All Dogs Go to Heaven, providing the voices for animated characters, also known as the voice of Ducky. Yeah, Ducky from The Lamb Before Time. As Barcy's career success increased, her father, Joseph, an alcoholic, became increasingly angry and would routinely threaten to kill himself, his wife, and his daughter. His drinking led to three arrests for driving under the influence of alcohol. In December 1986, Maria reported his threats and physical violence towards her to the police. After the police found no physical signs of abuse, she decided not to press charges against him. After the incident with the police, Joseph reportedly stopped drinking, but continued to threaten Maria and Judith. His various threats included cutting their throats as well as burning down the house. He also reportedly hit a telegram informing Maria that a relative in Hungary had died in an attempt to prevent her from leaving the United States with Judith. The physical violence continued with Barcy telling a friend that her father threw pots and pans at her, resulting in a nosebleed. Oh my god, it may be like a fucking concussion. Jesus my Christ. God. Piece of shit. As a result of her abuse, Judith began gaining weight and exhibited disturbing behaviors, such as plucking out her eyelashes and pulling out her cat's whiskers. That's like... What? Fucking spooky. In May 1988, after breaking down in front of her agent, Ruth Hansen, Judith was taken by Maria to a child psychologist who identified severe physical and emotional abuse and reported her findings to CPS. The investigation was dropped after Maria assured the caseworker that she intended to begin divorce proceedings against Joseph and that she and Judith were going to move into a Panorama City apartment she had recently rented as a daytime haven from him. Maria's friends urged her to follow through with the plan, but she hesitated due to her fear of losing the family home and belongings. On July 28, 1988, the LA Times reported that three people were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide and that the bodies were believed to be those of Judith, her mother Maria, and her father Joseph. The article quoted Police Lieutenant Warren Knowles as saying a flammable liquid, likely gasoline, had been poured on the bodies of Maria and Judith by Joseph. Oh my god. Joseph's body was found in the garage, dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Neighbor Eunice Daly stated she heard a gunshot around 8.30 a.m. on July 27th, prompting her to call the police. Judith and her mother were buried in the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in adjoining plots. 
Judith's final film, All Dogs Go to Heaven, in which she provided the speaking voice of Anne Marie, was released after her death in November 1989. That's my birth month and the year I was born. In an interview, Don Bluth, the director of both The Land Before Time and All Dogs Go to Heaven, praised her as being absolutely astonishing. She understood verbal direction even for the most sophisticated situations. Bluth stated that he intended to feature her extensively in his future productions. The closing credits song, Love Survives, was dedicated in her memory. So that was released on November 17th, 1989. It's November 16th today. And you were, so that was three days before you were born. Mm-hmm. <gasps> the movie was wow. released. All right. Are you ready for these next ones? Yes. The Power Ranger Murders. Here we go. Ricardo Medina Jr. is an American former actor. He is best known for his role as Cole Evans, the Red Wild Force Ranger on the TV series Power Rangers Wild Force, and later as Decker in Power Rangers Samurai, which is like he was like a villain. On February 1st, 2015, Medina was arrested after he allegedly stabbed to death his 38-year-old roommate, Joshua Sutter, on January 31st. Sutter had been stabbed in the abdomen with a medieval Conan the Barbarian sword at his home in Palmdale, California. After the Power Ranger, uh, Ricardo stabbed him. He called emergency services, and Sutter was pronounced dead upon arrival at the hospital. Medina claimed that he stabbed Sutter in self-defense after Sutter forced open the door of Medina's bedroom into which Medina and his girlfriend had retreated after an argument between the two. Medina had lived in the home in Green Valley for only two months. So he had just moved in. On January 14th, 2016, he was arrested on murder charges in connection with Sutter's death. At that time, he faced a possible sentence of life imprisonment with a chance of parole after 26 years. Then, on March 16, 2017, Medina pled guilty to one felony count of voluntary manslaughter. And then he was sentenced to the maximum six years <gasps> in prison. What? Mm-hmm. Si- how is that even... What? Six? Mm-hmm. Maximum? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He's still in prison right now, but only six years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is so fucked up. He was an episode of ER, CSI Miami. Jesus. Yeah. He was in fucking everything. However, he is not the only Power Ranger to be convicted of murder. In 2004, Skylar DeLeon, who was a 14-year-old, appeared on the original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger series, drowned an elderly couple after posing as a potential <gasps> buyer for their yacht. What the fuck? So, here's the story. Skylar James DeLeon is a former American child actor, the son of a convicted drug dealer... Oh. He began acting in commercials as a child. As an adult, he struggled to remember lines and his career just like didn't take off. Probably how my career would go. Yeah. (laughs) At age 20, he joined the Marines, but went on an unauthorized absence 15 days later. And then he was given an honorable discharge. Okay. So he clearly had some issues. Well, he should have been on. He should have been dishonorably discharged, Mm -hmm. right? I would say so. Okay. So let's get to the disappearance. Okay. Thomas Hawks was a retired probation officer and a bodybuilder. He owned with his second wife, Jackie Hawks, a 55-foot yacht, the well-deserved, which they treated as their permanent home and sailed for two years around the Pacific and Sea of Cortez. In 2004, they decided to sell their yacht and set up home in Newport Harbor to be closer to their grandchildren. Their advertisement of the sale of the yacht was answered in November. Why are these all November? I know. 
by Skylar DeLeon, the Power Ranger. Yeah. Skylar DeLeon. Yeah, the Lillian. The couple was initially cautious of Skylar, but became more receptive when he brought his then-pregnant wife Jennifer and their other child to a meeting. The Hawks were last seen alive on the morning of November 15th, 2004, heading out of the harbor. So weird that these are both November things. Right. And that's yesterday's date. The yacht returned, but they did not. Their bodies have still not been found. So then the investigation gets underway. Here we go. Police started looking into the couple's disappearance. And then on November 26, 2004, an attempt was made to access the Hawks' bank account from Mexico. The family was notified and filed a missing person report with the police department. Three days later, the police interviewed Skyler. He told them that he had bought the boat from the Hawks and showed them proof of purchase documents. He stated to the police that the Hawks left in their car with his money. He denied being in their car and named Alonzo Machayan, a former correctional officer that he had met while in jail for burglary, as a witness to the purchase. This is what I don't get. The reason he bought the boat, he claimed that he was intending to launder money related to an armed burglary in 2002 for which he had been convicted. So he was trying to launder money back to that. Like, what does that mean? So he admitted to the cops he was laundering money. Dumb. In March 2005, Machane confessed to the crime and was arrested in connection with the couple's disappearance, along with Skyler, his wife, and another man named John Fitzgerald Kennedy, who was a insane Crips gang member in Long Beach and former youth pastor. He is an ex-convict for attempted murder, and he was recruited that day to help with the murder. Oh, my God. There was also another former Insane Crips gang member, uh, Myron Sandora Gardner Sr. He was also an ex-convict of involuntary manslaughter as well. And he met uh, Skyler on the day of his release from prison. Wow. He did not participate in the crime, but he introduced Skyler to John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Okay. That's how that comes into okay. play. Wow, there's okay. a lot of moving parts here. Kennedy pleaded not guilty, and Skyler initially maintained his innocence as well, claiming that he was not present at the time and that the couple were killed over a drug deal gone bad. Of course. So the trials. Authorities allege that during a sea test in Newport Beach Harbor, a few days after meeting the Hawks, Skyler and the three accomplices, Machane, Gardner, and Kennedy, bound and gagged the couple and threw them overboard. Skyler allegedly masterminded the plan to kill the couple for financial gain and enlisted Kennedy, who once served time for attempted murder, and Machane to help. Skyler's wife, Jennifer, was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder in 2006. She now calls herself Jennifer Henderson since her divorce from him. She was sentenced to two life terms without the possibility of parole. Wow. Skyler was also charged with soliciting another inmate to murder his father and cousin. Oh, my God. He was also accused of killing another man, John Jarvie, who was found dead in Mexico in 2003. What? Skyler's father and cousin, who was charged as an accessory to the Jarvie murder, are considered important witnesses in both murder cases. Oh my gosh. On March 13, 2008, Skyler partially severed his <gasps> penis with a razor blade while being held in jail. After receiving medical attention, he was returned to jail the following day. Oh my God. Right. Despite Skyler claiming that he was innocent once his trial began, his attorneys conceded that he had indeed committed all three murders. The attorney said that he had taken the case to trial only to argue to a jury that Skyler should not be sentenced to death. On October 20th, 2008, Skyler was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder and special circumstances for financial gain in multiple victims. And on November 6, 2008, the jury recommended the death penalty. Wow. On April 10, 2009, he was sentenced to death. He is currently awaiting the death penalty in Orange County Jail. 
Fuck you, rot bitch. Um, the original yellow Power Ranger, Thoi Trang, was killed in a car accident at 27 in 2001. Oh Just a fun God. fact for you. The 27 Club. I know. I wonder if he had a white uh, lighter in his pocket. That's so crazy. All right. So my next story is about the Jenny Jones murder, which mm-hmm. um, was also on the Netflix show Trial by Media. I know. It's so good. So good. It's, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Yeah. So the Jenny Jones show, which was like right around the time I was born in the 90s. This is coming from Radio Times, the information. The Jenny Jones Show was an American talk show hosted by Jenny Jones herself between 1991 and 2003. Secrets and slander, gossip and conflict, whatever the situation, Jones would invite guests onto her show to tell their story. Low ratings in the first couple of years saw the show aim for increasingly unconventional or sensational subjects designed for shock impact. On March 6, 1995, before I was born, the taping of an episode entitled Same-Sex Secret Crushes saw gay man Scott Amateur confess his love for an acquaintance, Jonathan Schmitz. Jonathan believed he was in the studio to get back together with his ex-girlfriend, a friend of Scott's, when in fact it was Scott himself who had developed affections for Jonathan. Upon the initial revelation, Jonathan reacted with laughter, saying, You lied to me while appearing to see the lighthearted side of the revelation. As Jenny drew out more information from Scott about his fantasies of Jonathan. Yeah, it's if you see the trial by media, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's definitely like an awkward situation. It's painful to watch. It, it is. It is just like you don't know what to do. You feel bad. I, I, you feel bad for both people. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Um, But they were friends. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan began to look visibly uncomfortable as he announced that he was completely heterosexual. According to trial footage, a friend of the victim claimed that Scott and Jonathan went drinking together the night after taping and that an alleged sexual encounter between the pair occurred. Juicy. Three days after the taping, Jonathan found a suggestive note believed to be from Scott and immediately withdrew cash from the bank to purchase a 12-gauge shotgun. That same day, Jonathan confronted Scott at his home about the note before shooting him twice, killing him instantly. Mm. After the killing, Jonathan turned himself over to the authorities after calling 911 and confessed his actions. In court, it was revealed that Jonathan had been previously diagnosed with manic depression and Graves' disease. So, like, the whole thing, putting him on TV and doing all this, definitely, like, triggered triggered some things. Graves' disease, by the way, is a thyroid disorder, not a mental illness, but... I don't know why that would have anything to do with any of the psychological part of it, because that's kind of strange, but whatever. And the defense argued that there were triggers that caused the homicide. He was found guilty of second-degree murder, intentional murder that lacks premeditation, is intended to only cause bodily harm, and demonstrates extreme indifference to human life. Jonathan was sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison, beginning in 1996, but his conviction was overturned on appeal. A retrial found him guilty of the same charge and his sentence resumed. While Jonathan was incarcerated, the Jenny Jones Show, Telepictures, and Warner Brothers were sued by Scott's family in 99 after claiming the ambush interview tactics should be considered to be negligent actions that resulted in the death of Scott Amateur. The family were initially awarded more than $29 million, though the judgment was later overturned by the Michigan Court of Appeals. Jonathan Schmitz was released from prison in August 2017. It's a, it's a hard story. case because you got to watch it on was trial by the media because yeah. 
You know, he clearly had no clue. Yeah. They were friends. But it it's just like to do it on national TV. And she literally was like basically making him talk about his fantasies about this guy. And yeah. like, you know, a lot of people aren't okay. I mean, we talk she about a totally... lot of sex on here, but some people are even doesn't matter what you are into everybody right. has their own thing but you know she a lot of people are private it. yeah it's a private situation it was like totally yeah you definitely have to watch it because it's like really uncomfortable and you get so mad at jenny jones because honestly she you know me i don't talk a lot it. about my own sex life like yeah. i like to keep that private so it's embarrassing because mm-hmm. he caught him off guard she antagonized both of the guys basically all right our last story yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is a Jerry Springer. Oh, murder. God, I love Jerry Springer. The episode that featured Ralph Panitz and his ex-wife, Nancy Campbell Panitz. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't care. Seemed like any other dysfunctional family drama. That is until the police found Nancy's body. This is also from CBS News. Nancy was beaten and choked on July 24th, 2000 shortly after the airing of an episode of The Springer Show featuring her being confronted by her ex-husband and his current wife, Eleanor. Eleanor, the- you're going to let a lady, mm-hmm. you're going to let a lady named Eleanor convince, like, confront you on the so, Jerry Springer? I know, Eleanor. Right? So the show had been taped in May, and then she was found dead on July, in July. Prosecutors said they believe the killing was because of Ralph's anger at being barred by a judge from living in his ex-wife's house. The couple had been divorced since 1999, but continued living together off and on, even after Ralph secretly married Eleanor in March 2000. <gasps> juice. I know, right? All kinds of tea and juice. Well, I mean, it is the Jerry Springer show. Juicy juice. So they argued that Nancy died from a heart attack, suffered during a fight with someone, but not his client. So you're you're getting in a fight on the... I mean, you're on the Jerry Springer show. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're getting in a fight on the reg. Yep. Ralph's attorney blasted jurors following the verdict, saying they made up evidence because none existed linking him to her death. Prosecutors, though, said 18 bloody footprints matched a shoe Ralph owned and his DNA was found under his ex-wife's fingernails. Detectives said Nancy's face was so badly beaten she was unidentifiable to a deputy who had seen her earlier the same day. (sighs) Oh, that's so disturbing. Uh, Eleanor said the verdict would be appealed, his his new wife. I will never give up trying to see my husband as a free man because in my heart, I do not believe he did this. His DNA was under her fingernails and there's 18 bloody footprints. That always bothers me when you hear about murder stuff and they they find it under the fingernails. I know. That's, oh, it just makes my skin crawl. The slaying capped a dysfunctional drama in which the German house painter bounced between his ex-wife and his new wife, often moving in with one the same day he dumped the other. So he was just going back and forth from woman to woman. That's all he did. The trio spent months filing domestic violence allegations against each other and appeared on the Springer Show episode titled Secret Mistresses Confronted, where the audience jeered as Nancy was ridiculed as being fat and old. And then she was murdered. Oh, God. Jerry freaking Springer. It's such trash. But, like, you can't look away from it. You can't stop. Wow. Bravo. It's time for... Questionable questions. Questionable queefs. This one is a is a mind fuck. Questionable okay. question. Okay. We're gonna talk about it. What color is a mirror? What color is a mirror? Silver. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's pick a different one. Why is that the answer? No. I just there's no answer. I don't think. 
Mine's kind of a, a question oh, like that, though. Is it? Yeah, mine doesn't have an answer to it. Okay. I think it's silver. I think it's silver, too. But is it silver? Well, if you think about it, like a fridge, if... Uh, God, if so it's, it's shined metal. up enough. It's metal. Because, like, you can look... Is it a metal? Mirror's metal? A mirror might be metal. What the fuck is a mirror? What, what is a mirror is a made mirror? of? What's a freaking mirror? Is a is the mirror what? itself a mirror or is the what mirror is that you're looking mirror? at the mirror? Okay. What is it, dude? Most common mirrors consist of a plate of transparent glass with a thin reflective layer on the back. So it's clear, but it's not clear. Yeah, it's backed by a coating. It's probably like, but what is probably a metal? It's got to be a metal. It's got to be a metal. Guys, what color is a mirror? Let us know in the likes and comments below. (laughs) What the fuck? That's a mind fuck. Okay, you ready for me? Yeah. Why are there no B batteries? That's, there aren't? Like, I didn't know that. Right? Triple A, triple D's. C's. I don't know. Exactly. What color is a battery? I don't know. Like, what color is a fucking battery? Well, battery, you don't want those things to explode. Our questions today, why are there no B batteries and what color is a mirror, are questions that we don't really have the answers to. I don't. I don't. One time I licked battery acid off of a table thinking it was the juice from my BLT and it burned my tongue. Yep, that'll do it. Yep. That'll do it. Yep. (sighs) My brother was like, oh, I forgot to tell you I burned a, I I broke a battery earlier. And yeah, I licked it off the table, off the counter, like a, like. That was a kid. I don't understand why you licked it to begin with off the counter. I was eating a BLT. I thought it was like the mayo and the oil from the bacon dripping onto the counter. So I went like this. Like I went down and I went. Or put, I went like this. I put my finger well, in it. Your finger in it? it. Oh, yeah, I think I probably in. put my finger in it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, like burn, instant burn. Wow. Interesting questions. All right, we're going to put that on the Insta right now. Oh, oh, let's check and see if people answered our poll before we go, before we let you go for the day. Let's do it. Check the polls. Check the polls. While she checks the polls, remember to send your stories to so what who cares pod at gmail.com. DM us. Also, I want to do another wilderness episode. So send any wilderness type things. Okay. This is shocking. What? This is a shocking, shocking. No, I, I think I know. I think I, everyone picked what I picked. This is a shocking result. 77% of people picked what I picked. Dirty needles. Told you. And 23% picked used rubber for supper. That's how I put it. I said dirty needles and used rubber for, used rubber for supper. I'm just going to say right now, my brother picked the used rubber, used rubber for supper. And I, I trust his judgment because he's a smart kid. That's it, dude. That's, that's the verdict. That's a very interesting outcome. I really thought mine was going to win. So what? Who cares? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> My pig's name that ca- that Forrest caught in the pig scramble was Charlotte. And we that? ate her. We ate her. Okay. She used to roll over. I taught her how to roll over like a dog. I can't talk. It's, I'm going to start. I can't. It's, I'm going to cry. Katie Winchell did that a few times. She did the Stratum Fair thing. And My mom would get us out of pigs. school. We'd, we'd get us out of school. And Thursday at 2.30. We, no, not 2.30. we get out at like 12.30. She'd pick us up, shine us up for the pig scramble. We'd go down to the fair. And one year my brother got picked. And we got a piggy. Put it in the burlap bag. I can't. We got protesters there, but it's like a tradition, so somebody who cares. 